you under her eye. This podcast is all about women's empowerment and gender equality. We are fucking this month in the patriarchy over here and we are doing that through education because education is so important and this is all brought to you by me in Sandsfield. I am 17 years old. I do not know shit. I do not. Okay. Hey guys, so I am recording this on my phone just because it's easier um, right now, but today's episode is going to be about the media and sexism, and let me tell you, there is so much to cover in this, like, there's so much ground to cover, like, actual media, like, we can talk about the news, you know, we can talk about jobs in the media for example there not being enough female directors in movies we can talk about um the big thing a few years ago about women at the bbc not being paid hardly a fraction of what the men were so we can cover like factual tv the news we can cover hollywood um we can cover what those movies actually include like all of it just being for male gaze like there is so much and I think today we're just gonna see where it goes and do another one as I always said also I'm sorry that there wasn't a recording a recording an episode last week I the weeks go so fast and it's scary like it's the summer holidays and I already can't seem to manage an episode a week I think what I'm gonna have to do is like record a few and like get them pre-recorded when I go back to college um but yeah I didn't upload one last week because I I forgot until like Monday which is today it's Monday and then I was recording like a little updating one just talking about some like things in the news you know uh the taliban and talking about the plymouth shooting because that um i was he called jack he was an incel um which i want to do an episode on incels because it's horrific but it's also interesting uh but yeah somehow the episode just didn't and didn't end up passing the vibe check so I didn't upload it but yeah today we're just gonna be talking about a general overview of sexism in the media from the perspective of like careers and what you're watching but also like if a movie if like the whole of the films you're watching have roots of sexism subtle sexism films are such a big oh my god can you hear that noise hold on um they're literally such a big thing in especially western life like they are gonna have an impact on society society subtle sexism that's inevitable so that is why it's it actually is a bigger deal um but yeah so when i was at school i did media and we covered like the male gaze, which is basically just things in films being made for the audience, but that audience being male. So it's 
made for a man to watch. So a lot of women in films will dress, um, what would the word be? Like show a little bit more skin or whatever. And that is seen as male gaze. Um, you could argue why is that seen as male gaze? Um, but it's also the argument of why a woman's doing that for, you know what I mean? Um, so that's like male gaze and then just how women don't actually appear as often as you might think in films, especially as a leading role. And I'm going to share some statistics on that afterwards because it's actually quite horrific, the lack of leading females in films and also the lack of directors that are female, which then means the lack of actresses that are in leading roles. Um, so, yeah. Like, literally, look at James Bond, for example, because we studied that for... Oh, my God, did you my foot crack? <laughs> so we did James Bond for, like, the male gaze. We looked at how that was male gaze. Yeah, so basically, also, I sounded really weird when I said, hey, guys, <laughs> oh, I've just woken up. Uh, it's actually nine o'clock. But, yeah, um, in James Bond, women appear very rarely, actually. And when they do, there's always, well, I'm not sure 100% it's always, but especially in the older ones anyway, um, it's always for a sexual reason, you know, like James Bond and the woman um, having sex, like that is literally the only time, or not even just having sex, but her just, you know, like being objectified by, I don't know, (laughs) but yeah. There's never, you know, it's always like that in James Bond. And that is actually part of James Bond. Like, people know that about James Bond. But it's so much more obvious in... It's not as obvious in other films. But it is there. It is there. And I'm going to look up some examples because it's kind of scary how... I can't think of any. And I'm I'm quite aware of these things. But it's so ingrained in the media and it's so ingrained in us that we don't even notice. Uh, So, yeah. Oh, my God, guys. I'm just reading an article of the most sexist films. And let me tell you. So, the 13 most misogynistic movies and film franchises of all time. So, we have The Godfather. I've not seen all of that, but it just talks about how he treats his wife. Um, and then we have Pretty Woman, I've not seen that either. Sex in the City, um, though often taken as an example of female empowerment, it is in fact the opposite. Both the show and the film franchise, Carrie is willing to do and change everything to keep Big by her side, which is all the more clear when it looked as if she was no longer willing to give her failed marriage a second chance, but it does anyway, only to be hurt once more. Big Mr. Big's what? <laughs> I've never seen Sex and the City. Greece, um I've never seen Greece and that is terrible, but apparently it's misogynistic, so I'm not gonna. 
Grace is riddled with sexism in basically every scene. Um, and then we have the James Bond franchise, obviously. Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, I've seen two of the Fifty Shades of Grey, and I would agree. The Notebook. I've not seen the, <laughs> the Notebook. Fight Club. I've seen a little bit of Fight Club. Um... 500 Days of Summer, I've not seen that. Oh, have I seen that? Oh, I don't know. The Little Mermaid. A 16-year-old mermaid sacrifices everything to get a pair of legs in order to live above the surface with a man whom she saw only once before in her life. And she didn't even speak with him. What's worse, this is actually a children's movie. You know what? There's a big thing about like how terrible Disney films are, like the hidden messages they have. And clearly a lot of them have sexism hidden messages um scarface i've seen a little bit of scarface halloween uh, i've seen halloween and then we have high school musical though the plot appears to be about a group of high school kids the character around whom everything revolves is troy the movie features rather weak female characters throughout and they all end up having to adapt to Troy in one way or another, which thus, portray- thus portrays women entirely subordinate to men. You know what? 50... Eh? Oh, I don't know. Um, I kind of agree with that. What else do they say? 19 movies with sexist scenes. I hope my microphone's been working. The entire pr- pr- prem- premise of Splash. Never seen that? Back to the Future, the fact that Marty's mum is sexually assaulted and it goes completely unchecked. The makeover in She's All That. The kind of shitty message in The Wedding Planner. The fact Elle falls for the total douchebag in the kissing booth. I agree with that. The treatment of severe in in Skyfall. Well, just all James Bond, let's be real. Gone with the Wind. Oh, it is... No, it is literally everywhere. And... Stand, sexism stands at the door. 11 female filmmakers written out of mainstream Hollywood history. This is what I want to talk about as well, is the lack of female, and especially, you know, like, women of colour in Hollywood, in not just act, not just acting, but directing. Because, you know, if there's someone at the top, directors and producers, they're at the top. And I read an article yesterday that said... If there's more women at the top of the film, there's more female directors, it's going to help with there being more diversity in the films and in the smaller jobs like the runners and the camera people. So I think that is definitely part of the solution is more women at the top, more women in directing and producing and it's not that there isn't women in it, but they're just not getting the same the same opportunities to have their films shown. 
and I need to read more about it because this is just something I've been learning about. Uh, but I'm I'm really interested in directing like documentaries. Um, I'm thinking of applying to a film degree and like specialising in documentary. So yeah, it would be interesting to see like what I learn from actually if I do a degree in film. That that would be interesting. And journalism as well. You know, I've said in another episode that I want to be a journalist. And journalism, like the media, like when you look at the articles that certain newspapers produce, like the Sun, they attack women. They attack female celebrities way more than men. Like you know, like those Hello magazines that used to have like, I don't think they do it anymore, but they used to have like a shame something where they would literally just attack celebrities' bodies, and they were all women. But that's another rant for another day. <laughs> Oh, hey guys! I'm back filming on my laptop. It'd be interesting to see the sound difference. <laughs> wow, riveting. Um, but I'm just gonna read out some statistics about like jobs in the media now, so not the films themselves. But I mean, it's obviously all linked. So, um, nine out of ten films, men have leading roles. So nine times out of ten, a film has a male lead role. That is quite a big amount when there's equal women and men in the world. And then also only 12% of directors are female and 8% of cinematography in that area, only 8%. Um, and then someone said, I think it was Anna Smith, who was a film tr- critic, if there were more female directors, gender equality might improve across the board. So she believes it boils down to unconscious bias and some stud- studios might consider a female director more of a risk than a male director, whether they miss it or not. So in that way, I think it means if the film will do well. And then she says... If a film is directed by a man and financed by male studio heads, you may be more likely to see a gender imbalance. The data bears this out. Films with a female director have, on average, more leading female cast and crew than films directed by men. A positive takeaway from this is that there were more female directors. Gender equality might improve across the board. Oh. Um, yeah, I think you have to, like, you can't, you have to look higher up and that goes for films as well sexism in in films isn't going to change if there's sexism in the producers of the film like that's just not going to happen um yeah there is literally so much to talk about i didn't even think of like pornography that is media oh my god there is so much Uh, obviously I'm going to be doing a separate episode on each of these Uh, but yeah there's things I didn't even think of there's a like scholar article here that says the effect of media sexism on women's political ambition and wow that is very interesting and it is true like because of inbuilt sexism we are naturally way harsher on women especially women in power like without a doubt um and I'm gonna just find the article 
BBC pay the gender beta gap the gen- <laughs> the gender basic the gender pay gap so 20 let's have a look timeline this is on their news so this probably we don't really want to read about their gender gap on their website so let's go on some rest okay this is on equality in human rights commission i trust you so they were involved in investigating the bbc pay for gen like equal pay oh never mind this is saying that there wasn't an issue okay so in 2018 2017 chris evans top list tops list of best paid stars so the top 10 bbc's best paid stars were all men in 2017 um male presenters could face wage cut so the bbc's best paid male presenters are one they could be asked to lower wages in an attempt to close the pay gap the bd the the BBC defends the high salaries that were revealed in its annual report, but pledges to achieve equality between men and women on air by 2020. So then, female stars call on BBC to sort gender pay gap now. Claire Bolden, Victoria Dabshire and Emily Matlis are among those who signed an open letter to Lord Hall. Um, gender bans... 6th of September 2017, BBC announces sweeping pay reviews. October, the gender gap is revealed. Men working for BBC earn an average of 9.3% more than women. That is actually quite shocking. Mm. And the the UK average is 18%. Wow. Jesus. And then Carrie Gracie quits her post as BBC China editor. Radio 4's Winfred Robertson taken off air. 2018, again, BBC must act over gender pay gap, says Culture Secretary, which is now my Hancock, who is... <laughs> we've seen him a bit recently. Uh, Equality Watchdog considers action chats leaked then they cut some males um pay no gender bias they found and then uh, there's just so much okay so basically the investigation said there wasn't anything wrong but there clearly is you know uh but yeah that was a big that was a big thing and for a company like BBC, you know, it is probably the biggest media outlet in the UK. Um, for them to have such high statistics is bad. And I'm going to do an episode on, like, news particularly because the news always slams women more, like I said before. And then there's the, there's so much, like, there's literally so much... Like, there's even advertising, like, that is rife with, you know, using women to 
to sell products. It is, it is slightly ridiculous. No, it's really ridiculous. Okay, guys. So, I'm going to leave today's episode there just because I've kind of run out of time. But, yeah. There is <laughs> so much to cover under the media and sexism. And I think it's probably one of the most... Uh, biggest areas like the one with the vastest topics within it but i hope you enjoyed the episode please follow the podcast and leave a review on apple podcasts because that gets my podcast out there that's what all <laughs> why am i doing the yorkshire <laughs> okay guys i will see you next tuesday bye